This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. Taiwan's military on Monday said that it lost contact with one of its Mirage 2000 fighter jets during a routine training exercise after the pilot reported a mechanical malfunction. The aircraft was last spotted near the southeastern county of Taidong. Local reports say that the pilot has been rescued and is in stable condition at a nearby hospital after ejecting. The plane has not yet been located and the Air Force has announced that all the Mirage 2000 fighter jets are being grounded for inspection. It is the second major fighter jet accident this year after an F-16B crashed during a training exercise in January. Taiwan reported two new domestic infections and 73 imported cases of COVID-19 on Monday. Health authorities say that they are trying to figure out the source of infection for one of those new local cases and two other existing infections. Right now, they think the cases might be connected to close infections at the hospital and in a tour group. While new daily case numbers remain low in Taiwan, the government is eyeing the climbing numbers in Hong Kong, where the total number of deaths has now surpassed the total for Wuhan. Premier Su Zhenchang got a third jab of COVID vaccine on Monday to encourage the elderly to get vaccinated. Health officials also unveiled a new website to make it easier for people to get a jab. Taiwan's economy minister has said the Taiwanese computer giant ASUS will make plans to, quote, evacuate its staff and business from Russia due to the invasion of Ukraine. The department reported by Reuters and local media comes after Ukraine's Minister for Digital Transformation last week directly called on a company to withdraw from Russia. James Chater reports. It's one of the world's largest computer companies and a world leader in motherboard design, the backbone of computing devices. But the products of Taiwanese company Asus could soon be harder to find in Russia. On Monday, Taiwan's economy minister Wang Meihua said that Asus will make plans to evacuate its staff and business from Russia as Moscow's invasion of Ukraine continues. The announcement comes days after Ukraine's Vice Prime Minister Mikhailo Fedorov implored ASUS to reassess its position. In an open letter posted on Twitter, Fedorov called on ASUS to end any relationship and stop doing business in the Russian Federation, adding that it's no longer a question of business, it's a question of peace and life. Ukrainian officials have publicly called on several multinational companies to cease operations in Russia. Earlier this month, Apple announced it was pausing product sales in the country. But with Moscow now reportedly calling on Beijing for support, an increasingly fractious environment is leaving some companies worried they'll be forced to pick between markets, one centered on Russia and China and another in the US and Europe. Taiwanese semiconductor giant TSMC previously said it will comply with export controls on chips implemented in response to Russia's invasion. TSMC has demonstrated its awareness of the growing role of politics in business as it looks to hire experts in international relations. But in an increasingly fraught global environment, the decision by ASUS to leave Russia shows that the politics of a market may need to play a larger role in a company's economic choices. Patrick Chen and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. 
Taipei City is now offering junior high school students monthly access to free menstrual products. Mayor Cohen just says the scheme aims to address problems caused by period inequality. Our partners at Radio Taiwan International have the story. The schoolgirl keys in the barcode for a pack of menstrual pads. And it's coming at a bargain price, because starting on Monday, junior high school students across Taipei will get about seven U.S. dollars a month for menstrual hygiene products. More than 30,000 students are eligible for the scheme, which is operating in high-life convenience stores. The vouchers are valid for 10 hygiene products, and you can redeem them using self-service machines or through an app. Period poverty is a problem across the world, but for students at Taipei's junior highs, menstrual hygiene products are one expense they won't need to worry about. For the past 10 years, the people of Taipei have been watching an unusual building emerge on the cityscape. It's a massive new performing arts center that's turning heads and hopefully will also turn a crowd. Taiwan Plus's Bing Wang got a sneak peek at a building ahead of the grand opening. What appears to be an ordinary theater lobby is set to become one of the hippest and most inviting spaces in Taipei. This part of the new Taipei Performing Arts Center will be filled with restaurants and bars and have two distinct entrances with multiple performance spaces. One is through this enormous blue stairwell with hundreds of steps. The other is through this atmospheric and seemingly endless escalator with dim lighting. The complex is part of a drive to promote Taiwan's performing arts and to provide a space not just for accomplished performers, but also for those looking to get their big break. We have three theaters. One big one, which can accommodate 1,500 seats. And one medium size, we call it Globe Playhouse. It can accommodate 800 uh, audience. And then we have the third one, which is a black box type of theater. We call it Blue Box because the interior is dark blue. It also can accommodate from 500 up to 800. A nod to Shakespeare, this theater is named the Globe Playhouse. It's designed in the shape of a sphere to provide better acoustics and better viewing angles for everyone in the audience. The new Performing Arts Center hopes to attract people from all walks of life. I will call it a theater for 21st century because it is very open, very transparent, and also is it has all kinds of theater in different scale, different style. They can accommodate all kinds of uh, nowadays performers. This is the venue's largest space. So now we're in the Grand Room, one of the three theaters in this whole performance center. As you can see, it's blue and it's massive. It can fit 1,500 people just in this room alone. The size is on par with the most famous performing arts centers in Taiwan. The more traditional National Theater, also in Taipei, fits the same number of people. Construction started 10 years ago and should be completed by the summer. According to the man in charge, Austin Wong, the story behind the construction is as dramatic as some of the plays that will unfold on the stages. The reason why it took so long because the, the building is very difficult to, to build. 
the material and the, the, the way of the construction method is most of them is one and only in Taiwan, which is really costs a huge amount of, of, of money. In during the process, one of the uh, the major contractor they declare bankruptcy, so we have the, the whole construction has been stopped for a year and a half. And we have to look for the second and the other constructor to finish the whole project. This is really a very difficult building to build. The much-anticipated center is set to officially open to the public in July, and the plans for it are ambitious. The Taipei Performing Arts Center aims to stage 600 events and performances every year, and welcome 600,000 visitors from all over the world, pushing Taiwan's arts onto the international stage. Klein Wong, Ken Ning, and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. Love is in the air. March 14th is White Valentine's Day. Originally a Japanese holiday, it's now observed across East Asia. So who do people in Taiwan turn to to find love? Our reporter Sidney Chi visited one of the most pop popular temples in Taiwan, and she went with a jazz singer who needs a little help in the love department. Twenty-six-year-old Australian Taiwanese jazz singer Caitlin McGee is looking for love, and for her, the song sums up her experience. I feel like it really connects with my story of love. I have never been in love before, and as a singer, when you sing songs, you want to be connected to them, so you're able to tell your story and people can feel it. So, not only does it have a beautiful me melody, but also it really reflects on my own experiences. In Taiwan, Caitlin has found success as a singer, but she hasn't been so lucky in love. Today, she's come to the Shanghai City God Temple to try a more traditional approach. A local legend says that the matchmaking god here pairs up around 6,000 couples every year. Caitlin's mission today is to perform a ritual to ask the matchmaking god for some help. And she's not the only one who has come to do that. Here we have a bunch of offerings for the matchmaker. They include a lot of unusual things. Lead coins, paper money, red thread, and sugar. Are you ready, Caitlin? Yes, let's do it. For Caitlin, this is a new experience. She grew up in Australia and didn't move to Taiwan until 2017. But she's excited to see how Taiwanese people come to ask the matchmaking god for help. From Australia. The person starts by introducing herself to the god and telling him the qualities she's looking for in her ideal partner. Time, I'm just a regular girl, just trying to find a regular guy. I'm looking for a guy that is understanding, someone that's kind, and someone that shares a passion for the arts. One of the most important steps during the ritual is to circle the red thread and the lead coins three times above the incense burner outside the temple for blessing. Then you place them in your wallet for safekeeping. As Titan Wu says, the red thread symbolizes the connection with your future partner. And the lead coins, well, the Taiwanese Hokkien word for lead, one sounds like the word for destiny. After you complete the ritual, you can sample some engagement cakes and drink a cup of blessed tea outside the temple. But that's not being served right now because of the pandemic. Well, I feel really calm and I feel very optimistic. I feel like when I go to the temple and I make an offering, I feel like the God is, you know, blessing me. So I'm very, very excited to see what the future will hold and very thankful for this opportunity. I feel so 
happy that I'll buy my chance at love. Thank you to the gods. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. Thank you.